a growing ministry for churches is safe parking zones. That's where a man, woman, or family can park and sleep overnight for free without fear of being ticketed or interrupted. I'm George Rath. Jim McCorkle heads up the safe parking program at Overlake Christian Church in Washington State. Jim, what prompted you to start the safe parking zone at the church? You know, there's a very big need in the community, a growing number of, of unhoused people living in their vehicles. The latest number I'd heard is somewhere in the range of about 3,000 to 3,500 people in this King County uh, area that are living in vehicles. When we see a need in the community around us, we are motivated to want to use the resources we have to sort of step into that need and show Christ's love to the community. We are a church that's blessed with a lot of resources, and one of those resources is a large parking lot. Uh, And like a lot of churches, uh, that parking lot sits empty, or large portions of it sits empty most of the week. And so we just thought it was a really natural fit. You mentioned it's a growing thing, people living in their cars. Are they working? What do you see? Well, what we've seen, and we've been doing this now for three years, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, Something hit, loss of a job, maybe a car accident, maybe a health issue, a divorce, something sort of major hit that sort of took them beyond the point of of that paycheck to paycheck working. And so you have folks that, you know, one of the first things to go is the housing and housing expense, either by choice or because they lose their housing because they're unable to keep up with rent or house payments. And so, you know, what I have left is my vehicle and, and my vehicle now provides me with a place that I can keep my things and hopefully find a way to stay afloat until I can get back into housing. But they do have uh, potential jobs or part-time jobs or something that they can at least have some kind of income. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I mean, and it's, again, we, in three years we've been doing this, we've cared for, I think, 115 people and it's a wide range of situations, but, you know, we've had a, maybe a, I would say a small percentage maybe less than 20% of folks who just didn't work at all. They weren't mm-hmm. able to hold a job or to find a job. The vast majority have been working, and in some cases working full-time, working more than one job. But you know, in this region, you know, even if you're making the, the $15 minimum wage that some places are now paying, even at that rate, you're, you're unable to afford housing. We do have a lot of working individuals who stayed with us in this three years. Have you seen people transition back into housing and being able to take steps? We have, yeah. Of course, we would love to see more. We'd love to see them all back into housing. And I think naively when we started this program, that's what we thought we we would be able to do. But you realized pretty quickly that the cost of living here and some of the the challenges people have to overcome, that's just not a a viable option for for some, at least not in the time frame they're with us. But we track, um, you know, we stay in touch, touch with many of our of our former residents, and we are in the range of about 30 to 35 percent of those 115 who have gone into some form of housing. Some cases that's moving in with a relative. Some cases that's moving out of state to move in with a relative or a friend. But in lots of cases, it's either saving money uh, enough to get into housing, or in most cases, working through the system and finding resources available for people that are lower income. Uh, where there's some, you know, lower rent or some help with security deposit or, you know, first and last month's rent. And and so a fairly high success rate in terms of people that have gone on into some form of housing. They have to make a reservation with the church in order to be a part of this? They do. We made a decision up front, George, that we were going to max out at 15 people at a time. Uh, we didn't want to take on more than we thought we could handle. At first, I thought 15 was you know, way too low because the problem is so big and we've got a large parking lot. But very quickly, we realized that 15 is a 
can be a lot depending on the, the types of issues that folks are bringing into the uh, into the program. Individuals will come to us and go through a process of applying. We do do background checks. We're a safe parking program, and so one of the first things we're committing to you, you stay with us, is that we're going to provide you with a safe and secure environment. And so we, you know, we go through a background check. You know, we've got a number of guidelines that we're asking people to follow in terms of no drug use, no weapons, no violence against other participants in the program, but then also just the uh, you know, quiet time after 10 o'clock, yes, those kind of things. And everybody signs off on those at the beginning so that they know that those are the expectations. And then they go on to a waiting list because with that 15 at a time, uh, we've had you know, several periods of time during that three years where people did have to wait for a spot to open. You're coming in to love on these uh, these guys and because you're opening the church to uh, provide shower yeah. facilities and other yeah. gift cards. Again, we're, we're blessed to have some great resources at our church. And so the church has two shower facilities, a male and a female, that we use. That, that alone you know, takes quite a bit of volunteer support to be able to manage because you know, we provide towels, we provide soap and so forth. And we also provide uh, one meal a week. We also then have a community dinner once a month. And by community, that's our safe parking community, as well as some of our key volunteers who come together, have a nice dinner. We make announcements. We ask for feedback. Uh, we give a short message, pray with folks and so forth. Where do the um, gift cards come from? Is that provided by the church? Yeah, the, the church will provide some, but the majority of them for this safe parking program are donated by folks. Yeah, we, we have maybe probably 20, 25 individuals who are very committed to this ministry and spend a lot of time supporting it uh, weekly and monthly. But then beyond that, we have probably hundreds over the course of the three years that have supported the ministry in some way. Um, and that might be bringing meals, that might be helping with towels or may, uh, providing new towels. But in many cases, that's just dropping off a few gift cards or gas cards that can be used uh, as needed uh, by the individuals in our program. I'm inspired uh, by what's going on in Washington. There's also a similar program in the San Jose area in California. Finney Abraham is the local compassion pastor for Westgate Church. In San Jose area, even though there's a lot of wealth and uh, jobs and all these things going on, there's also a very high issue of uh, homelessness here. About... Um, 3,000 or something folks or families were living in cars, RVs or vans or stuff like that. We just wanted to do something about it. We cannot bring a complete stop to this issue of homelessness, uh, but we know that we could do something. There are folks who are basically from here, from this area, and uh, you know, it was not possible for them to move to another place because of family and things like that. But we decided at the end of it to help folks who are working. Uh, so the folks who came to our parking lots where uh, the demographic was people who were actually in uh, some sort of a job, part-time, or some are students. As a group, we decided to help folks who were trying to do something to make a change in their lives. And if getting a good night's sleep would help them to do that well, uh, we wanted to support them. So, uh, you know, when we started it, clearly didn't know all the complexities of this. But as we were talking about this, and especially with the church, one of the passions that we have here at Westgate uh, is to learn how to work as a kingdom, not just as our own church, but to see that we are part of God's kingdom in the San Jose area. Uh, so we always ask the question about if you're doing something, how can we work with other churches 
uh, or faith communities uh, to make this impact. So I started talking to City, and uh, here we have something called as a Winter Faith Collaborative. That's where it all started. There was a church here uh, called um, Prince of Peace. So that church wanted to do something. So one of the things that they wanted to do was to have folks be in their parking lot like for like six months or something like that. So the city of Saratoga had a law which said that you, you cannot have this. You can only have it for 30 days. You can't have it even if it is in your old parking lot. You can only have it for 30 days. And that's when these conversations are coming and we talked about it and said, hey, why don't we just figure out 10 churches or 12 churches and we can just rotate it. So even though safe car parking is a thing that has started several years ago, we understood that there's in San Diego and in some other places where this stuff is already going on. I think so this whole concept of churches coming together was the thing that actually attracted me most. Seven or so churches which came together, not just churches. Huh? There was also a synagogue, there was a school, a college, a community college opened their parking lot. And so what we did was to rotate it every month. So there was a third party, a nonprofit organization that would do all the background check and have a case manager. They would send us the names and we would host them for a month in our parking lot. After we started doing it, the city came along and the city of Saratoga actually kind of changed some of their rules and ex helped us to expand it. So now we can actually host it for, I think, so about two months. It's about 30 cars. It, it is a city project now. It is The city has taken uh, ownership and is completely supporting us to do uh, what we want to do. Do you have any success stories you can share? So there's one lady that I heard last month uh, who was an elderly person. She's a tutor. She teaches actually Spanish. And uh, I heard that uh, the caseworker is on the process of getting her into uh, permanent housing because of her age and her work and other things that she's involved in. So once she gets that house, I think so that'll be a major win. I also have heard several other stories. I, I was shocked because they were in our parking lot, we had about four single women. I mean, single women meaning they were by themselves. And um, one was this uh, elderly lady, one was a mother with a child, uh, one was a lady who was working in San Francisco. And she said, um, you know, her family who's from a different state does not know that she is homeless. She came to San Francisco to work and knew that it was a difficult place uh, to find housing, but didn't know it was this bad. Ended up in her car. She's just um, staying in the car to save for a few months and get into a house where she can put, give the deposit and stuff and, and start living. It was scary for her to live somewhere in San Francisco because she said that every day outside there was, she saw violence and drugs. And, and she said that someone opening up a church's parking lot, she felt safe. I felt safe. I could sleep so that I could go and work. But that is interesting. You know, I'm a pastor and I've heard folks telling me that uh, they're not safe even inside a roof. And to hear that uh, someone felt safe just because we opened up church's parking lot, uh, that means a lot. You know, there's something that we're doing, even though it's very, very, very small. What has been the, the uh, response from church members? Because obviously something like this takes uh, some kind of funding, but also some volunteering. So for our church, they were truly excited because they knew that uh, this was a major issue in our uh, city and for the church to do something about it. So they were excited to be a part of it. Now, this was also a little different. Usually when we talk about homeless ministries, we go outside and serve. This was one time we invited them 
into our campus. So that was a whole different uh, mindset, right? Initially, it, it would create a lot of questions. You know, where are they staying? We have our Sunday school. We have this. We have that. Not just in our church. Every church has these questions. But once we got to know the guests, you know, we just knew that these are just people like us who have dreams and ambitions and working hard to get there. And they just need a little bit of support. And uh, by just doing something really small like this, we found that they could actually succeed. They could actually get a good night's rest and go and do their work in the morning. I hope that this model can be used elsewhere in the country or even in the West Coast and different places it can work out. Because it does two things, in my view. It helps churches to come together. And that's what the younger generation and millennial folks, they, usually when we talk about church, they say that, and all of you guys are just so divided. And we are not. We can actually be united. And there are many ways. If we are united, I can see some amazing stuff happening in our community. And uh, God's name will be glorified through it. So, I mean, even though it may be just a ministry for safe car parking for homeless people, I think God can use this even more for greater purposes. Those are just two examples of safe parking zone ministries that continue to grow in the West and other parts of the country. My thanks to Jim McCorkle from Overlake Christian Church in the Seattle area of Washington State and Finney Abraham, local compassion pastor for Westgate Church in San Jose. And thank you for listening. I'm George Rath.